Welcome in to another episode of the Fantasy Monsters Podcast. Your host again, your boy Caleb. Guys, what a weekend. What an absolute amazing, incredible weekend. And let's just shout out the rest of the playoffs. This has been such an exciting playoff. Um, I'm trying to recall the last time where I've looked and watched every single game with the same intensity of just not knowing who's going to win last week. If you listened to the podcast, you would have known that I was not dead set on one of any of these four teams winning. In fact, I did call out that I thought the Bengals were going to win. They ended up winning. So shout out Cincinnati country and the beautiful Bengals, Joe Burrow and his crazy sunglasses and outfits. I love it. Jamar Chase just looking absolutely incredible on that field. And we'll get into a little bit more about it um, with that defense later. But just great, great games here. The uh, 49ers Rams game, we knew was going to come down to the wire. It did. And we're like I said, we'll uh, we'll jump into a little bit of a recap and preview for next week's games here in just a in just a little bit. But first things first, I wanted to chat about something that I found very interesting goes along with one of these coaching hires that just took place. And it is official. Josh McDaniels is now going to be the head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. Some of you guys are like, what? I know it's crazy, but it makes sense because, uh, Dave Zeiger, who was the director of player personnel for the new England Patriots. will do. He's going to bring in his boy, Josh uh, McDaniels. So, uh, Patriots stick together. It seems like, so I'm not surprised that this took place at all. I think a lot of hirings, um, when you, when you're looking at, I mean, we just talked about Nathaniel Hackett, you know, last week being able to possibly bring in Aaron Rodgers, possibly being able to bring in maybe a Devonte Adams, things like that. So, you know, let, let's just be honest there. Like people will hire people to probably try to hire somebody else. Like that's just how that's going to work. But one person does not seem overly excited about this. And I think this is very interesting because this is their franchise running back. This guy named Josh Jacobs has literally been the workhorse for this franchise. And in my opinion, is the only consistent piece outside of Darren Waller, who really didn't play a lot this past year because of injuries, did play in the playoffs, was kind of non-existent. Josh Jacobs did look very good in that playoff game. And Josh Jacobs has looked very good all year and he looked very good last year and he will continue to look good. But he sent out a tweet and yes, it was deleted about four to five minutes later. You know, that's how they do, but somebody's always going to capture it. No, no words. It just had the like, you know, frightened with the emoji with the face, with the teeth showing just kind of like the frightened, like uh, look or disgusted look whatever you want to call it. I don't care. I don't usually tweet face emojis. I just say what I want to say, but it doesn't seem like he's very thrilled. And, you know, without going into all of the, the backend statistics and, you know, and all these types of things, let's just look at this as face value. New England Patriots does running back by committee. They always have, they always will. There's games where, 
you know, Damian Harris and Ramon J. Stevenson, you know, have looked very well. There was, you know, the, the Rex Burkheads, the, you know, the Sony Michelles, the James Whites, the, you know, like the list just keeps going on and on of running backs that got touches randomly in games throughout the year and no one knew who to start, when to play, blah, blah, blah. I'm wondering if Josh Jacobs is a little nervous about that. I mean, I would be, I mean, look at what I have created. Look at what I have done here in Vegas, you know, for this team, I am the guy. And in my opinion, you know, I don't think he's even got enough. I think he needs more because he is that good. I think if, if I was Josh Jacobs, I don't blame him for saying this, you know, I'm curious to see what the the rest of this team looks like moving forward. I think, um, you know, their interim coach, Rich, but, uh, <laughs> Rich Basaka did a great job. I'm kind of surprised. Maybe they didn't even give him a little bit more of a leash and try and see what happens just this year. Hey, I got you. you let's go one more year. Let's just see what happens. But the team liked him. The team, I mean, they made the freaking playoffs after they had to fire John Gruden. I mean, I don't know. I don't blame him for going to get Josh McDaniels. I knew he was going to be a, a a big target. He's always a target. We'll see if he ends up crawling back to New England after this. Who knows? But that's just what he does. He's been there for 20 freaking years. Last time he was a head coach for Denver, did not go very well, did not go as planned. But let's just see the second go around. Let's just see what happens here. But if I, again, if I was Josh Jacobs, I w- I'd be a little nervous too. I'm curious your guys' thoughts on this. Do you think that they're going to try and bring in that Patriot way over here in Vegas? Not everybody's suited up for that. Not everybody likes the Patriot way. In fact, Daryl Rivas came out the other day and was talking about how, like, when he was playing for the Patriots, he hated it. Absolutely hated it. He was not a fan whatsoever. That was in a podcast. But I mean, the thing is, is, you know, even Tom Brady was kind of like, okay, it's time to just, just to have fun. You know, like, I don't want to, I don't want to keep doing this type of, you know, nonsense, you know, uh, year in and year out. He went, and so he went to Tampa and what did he do? He went and won a Super Bowl, but he didn't want to keep doing the Patriot way. So I'm just curious to to see and hear what everybody thinks, um, you know, is going to happen. You know, is Josh McDaniels going to come in and try and instill that same mentality that Bill Belichick has? Yes or no. Um, is he going to try and be his own person? W- you know, we'll see. Failed last time, <laughs> but but we'll see. Um, and th- what is this offense going to look like? I mean, there's still talks about Derek Carr getting moved to the Colts. You know, you're going to move forward with Marcus Mariota as your quarterback. Um, there's going to be, a, I mean, again, they're still very weak at wide receiver, obviously with Henry Ruggs having his issue, he won't be back. You know, Brian Edwards has not stepped up into the place that I, he really should be And Hunter Renfro is your number one. Don't get me wrong. He's good, but you need supporting pieces. You, you need way more pieces. You need a downfield threat, not just a possession guy. Um, and let's be honest, uh, he ain't Cooper cup. So that ain't, that ain't ever going to happen. But uh, let me know your guys' thoughts. Josh McDaniels hire, Josh Jacobs getting frustrated. Could there be a possible trade where he's like, hey, guys, I don't want to be a part of this. You don't know. You don't know. Josh Jacobs could be on the move. Possible landing spots. There's a ton. So (laughs) I think there's a lot of people that would go and take um, a Josh Jacobs right about now.
But all right, let's go ahead and jump into our recap. We came to fight. I hope you guys watch this weekend's games as intense a fight or whatever, as crazy locked in as I did. Uh, you couldn't, <laughs> you just couldn't take your eyes off the screen. There was just so much, um, so much just going on. Let's go ahead and start with this Bengals Chiefs game. You know, one thing that I thought was very interesting that I wanted to want to note just going into the Super Bowl, even with these Bengals Rams game. Um, once again, Cincinnati did not have a quarter of football where they didn't score points. I just find that intriguing. That's all. You know, I mean, here you look at the Chiefs game. They didn't score in the third. They didn't score in overtime, um, obviously. But the Bengals have not had one quarter of football where they have not scored, scored points. So I just find that very intriguing. Um, but here we go. Yes, Cincinnati uh, did not look good in that first half. They never, in my opinion, never really looked overly amazing in the first half. You really thought that Kansas City was going to run away with this game because the offensive line for the Bengals, which we knew was not a good offensive line, was not holding up. It just was not holding up at all. And the Kansas City defensive line was just able to manhandle them. Uh, You know, Kansas City jumped out to a 7-0 lead. They did have a field goal. For Cincinnati, then of course, you know, it turned seven three. Uh Travis Kelsey, five yard touchdown pass. And then McCole Hardman, touchdown pass. And then Samaji P. Ryan did have a touchdown, which was absolutely incredible. Um, and then they go into the half at twenty one ten. So uh, the one thing that I always like to note with Cincinnati is I feel like if if they can stay in games, they make very good adjustments at halftime. They do. They make very good adjustments at halftime and then they can come out in the second half as long as it's close and they can be, they can be very good. So 21, 10 is not a bad score. In my opinion, you're not down 35 to 10 or, you know, 27 to 28, 10, nothing like that, or 21, nothing even. So 21, 10 is not bad. They come out. The Bengals kick a field goal. Then Jamar chase. Now we're tied up guys. And the one thing to note is the Bengals defense held the chiefs to no points in that third quarter, nothing. And in the second half alone, the chiefs only scored three points. So they scored 21 points before halftime and from quarters three and four, they scored three. Those are those adjustments that I'm talking about by this team. They do. They make very, very solid adjustments. Obviously, we know that Cincinnati ended up winning. Yes, let's talk about the controversial call that was missed. It seemed like I'm going to say it was missed because, hey, even though I wanted the Bengals to win, sorry, Chiefs fan, love you. But even though I wanted the Bengals to win, I do think that was a blown call. Joe Mixon was not touched. Okay. He was not touched. But these are, these are, these are, humans. It wasn't reversed. It wasn't even checked. I don't know why it was checked. Andy Reed did question it. They did not go to the booth. I was a little surprised there that they did not. And I don't know all of the challenging rules and overtime, how that's going to work. Um, just because I really don't care, but at the same time, yeah, this was a missed call and it, it, it could have been completely different. Who knows? 
but I'm going to, I'm going to also argue the fact that in the second half, the Bengals defense looked stellar. So even if somehow the chiefs got that ball back, I still don't think they were going to (laughs) win. I just don't. I mean, guys, Patrick Mahomes looked awful in that second half. Absolutely awful. He had two interceptions in the game. He did score three touchdowns, but two interceptions in the game. He had four sacks. Joe Burrow won. One sack. And we're talking about arguably one of the worst offensive lines in football. One sack. A lot of bad throwaways, you know, because he had to get rid of the ball quick. A lot of bad throwaways, but one sack. Mahomes had four, and some of those were in the red zone. And I don't know what he was doing. He was just running around with a chicken with his head cut off. I don't know if he was trying to play superhero. I don't know what it was. Throw the damn football away. Live for another play. But he took four sacks for a loss of 39 yards. Total. These were bad sacks. So again, I think, I think a lot of this was on Patrick Mahomes. I don't know what he was doing. You know, people are going to start saying, oh, it's fixed. If it was Patrick Mahomes did a really bad job of trying to mask that because he was just running around doing nothing in the second half of football. So if it was, I mean, good gosh, it was, I mean, blatant because I don't know if Patrick Mahomes just lost his mind after the first half of football, but he came out and looked like a freaking rookie. Like he's never been to the playoffs before. So I don't get it. Joe Mixon did have a great game. Um, Jarrett McKinnon ended up leading. Uh, McKinnon ended up leading the, the running game for the chiefs had a great game. Jamar chase. Not bad. I like T Higgins, man. T Higgins. Yeah. Jamar chase did get the touchdown T Higgins six for one Oh three. What a game he had. Absolutely incredible. Obviously, <clears throat> Let's note the big loss in CJ Uzama. I don't think he is going to be back for this season, which is so sad um, because he has just came on as of late. But again, just what a good game. Uh, The Bengals now still undefeated in AFC championship games is highly impressive. Even though it's only been three, they have never won a Super Bowl, So we'll, uh, we'll see if they're going to be able to overcome that. It will be a tough test next week as the Rams are four point favorites to win. Um, but speaking of the Rams, let's jump into the Rams 49ers game. Uh, this game started off hot. Uh, and by that, I was very sarcastic as we know points were even scored in the, in the first quarter. It was a very, very boring game. Um, but you know, it kind of kicked off a little bit better in the second, you know, we ended up going into halftime at 10 to seven, not bad. 49ers came out after halftime, scored a quick touchdown, George Kittle. That was the only scoring that took place in the third, but the fourth quarter is what really um, drove it home for everybody. The Rams defense were able to hold the 49ers to no points and they ended up scoring 13 with that game winning field goal by uh, Matt Gay. And what I thought was very interesting is as I'm watching this game, I'm sitting here thinking the Rams know that they're not going to be able to win this game with just field goals, right? because we just kept going with these field goals and field goals. And I'm just like, Oh my God, they're, I mean, you can't, can't be scoring field goals late in the game thinking you're going to still win this game. Well, thank you to an interception that helped, but uh, you know, the 49ers, man, I think they did everything they could, you know, in retrospect, their defense did not play overly well in the second half of this game. 
Um, there was a dropped interception. That obviously doesn't help. But Cooper Cup, what a game he had again. Uh, and and Tebow, man. Tebow, going into next season, man, he's going to be super high on a lot of people's on a lot of people's boards. Tebow Samuel, four receptions, 72 yards, but he also was just incredible on the ground. He had 26 yards on the ground as well for a 3.7 average. Cooper Cup, 11 receptions, 142. But don't worry, guys. OBJ, 9 for 113. First 100-yard game he's had in a very, very long time. Kendall Blanton came out um, after uh, Tyler Higby was injured, had a really solid game. And again, this defense, it looked good. Like both defenses looked good. I knew it was going to be a struggle early. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was just, it was a really solid game. Obviously the Rams ended up coming back. It's the first time the Rams have won in three years against the 49ers. So congratulations to them. I did not think it was going to look very good rest of game when it was 17, seven San Francisco, but kind of like uh, what the 49ers did to the Rams with this massive comeback the Rams did to the 49ers. So <laughs> I, I do think that's very intriguing. Um, but looking forward to next week, you know, the Rams have never actually played the Bengals in the playoffs. It's going to be a very interesting game as far as dude, the Rams defense is almost a lock to have a massive game against this offense. You know, Jalen Ramsey's probably going to be uh, all over uh, Jamar chase. I mean, Aaron Donald's going to be destroying Joe Burrow. Also, the Bengals have never won a Super Bowl. And it's just, it looks like everything to me is going to be pointing towards the Rams in this game. Um, surprisingly, the are uh, the Bengals have ag- are eight and uh, eight and six against the Rams all time. In the last five games against the Rams, the Bengals have actually won three but there were the Rams won the last game they played. It's going to be a toss up. You know, I don't think this is going to be one of those blowout Super Bowls that people are kind of predicting it to maybe possibly be. Um, but I think this is going to be a very, very hard game for the Bengals to win. Um, I just look at both teams offensively. There's just more talent in my opinion, on the Rams side, defensively, there's more superstars, Aaron Donald, Von Miller, Jalen Ramsey, uh, Leonard Floyd. There's just way more talent on, on both sides of the football on the Rams team than there is on the, on the, on the Bengals. But I also came coming into this playoffs. We're mentioning the fact that I don't see how an NFC team will lose this year. I looked at all of the NFC teams that were in this playoffs, except Dallas on Philly and, and some other, but like your, your, your top four. So, uh, well, again, your top four, except Dallas, I thought the bucks, the Rams, um, even, the, even the Packers, I didn't think they had any bad matchups when it came to the super bowl, as far as someone was going to be able to, uh, take them out in the super bowl game. So I do think the Rams have this, have this game, uh, but it's going to be interesting in a couple weeks. So let me know your guys' thoughts. Tell me, you guys going to go Rams? You guys going to go Bengals? I know i got some friends that are massive Bengals fans, so they're going to be killing me this week. But at the same time, um, we're also in St. Louis, so it's really hard to root for the Rams right now. But I look at it this way. 
I'm not rooting, you know, necessarily for the ownership to win. I'm not, but I do want to see Matthew Stafford get a ring. Okay. I do want that to happen. And if Stan Kroenke, unfortunately has to win a Super Bowl for that to happen. Well, again, Stan Kroenke is not doing much for this. I just want to see Matthew Stafford get his championship. I do. So Matthew, go get your ring, buddy. Go have a great time. And it's going to be in LA. So going to be another one of those, uh, happened again, second time in a row. But, uh, guys, come hang out with me. We're going to have, I'm going to try and be able to live host the Super Bowl. If you guys want to hang out and watch it, that would be fantastic. So keep an eye on that. Don't worry. You can follow us on all of our social media platforms at the fantasy monsters or the fantasy monsters podcast. Check out our website at the fantasy You can look at our merch. Don't forget to check out great wave recording. Shout out to Josh Dittner. And then make sure you check out generate health, www.generatehealthstl.org. You can do some donations there as they do some amazing work here in St. Louis. And you can see that amazing work that they do on their website. But guys, thanks again for listening to another episode of the fantasy monsters. I'm gonna catch you next time. You can hold me back. Yeah, I'm coming for you. I'm not heated on you. No, I'm just telling you the facts. Oh, these chains can keep me down. Yeah. I can be rude, in the mood. I can be rotten. I can be cool, man, I can fool, but never forgotten. Creeping in the dark.